guys, what is happening? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Wes Knight. It's another Creating Space episode. We're keeping them rolling. We're keeping them coming in hot. It's kind of like a Krispy Kreme donut right now. I mean, the sign hot now is on. It's ready. Serving you up another great episode. Today, I'm bringing you a mindfulness and meditation expert. Today is Jessica Improta. She is a licensed therapist and lifestyle strategist with a degree in molecular biology from Princeton University. Yeah, molecular biology. Whoa, that kind of hurt my mind just to say that. Jessica's got a wealth of knowledge in this realm. Once she left Princeton, she got her master's degree from UCLA to become a licensed psychotherapist. She provided psychotherapy to individuals who struggle with trauma, anxiety, depression. She worked with children in foster care and sexual assault victims. Jessica's incredible, but her life kind of took her on a bit of a journey and it's weaved her into her newfound passion, which is teaching mindfulness and meditation. And in this episode, Jessica is going to teach us how to really capture the pause in your life and understanding why we need to pause to go forward. So without any further ado, let's get to Jessica and let's hear this incredible story of transformation. Jessica Improta, what is happening? Welcome to Creating Space. How are we doing? Good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. I heard you on Entrepreneur of On Fire and you really crushed the interview. You were talking about your area of expertise, which is mindfulness and meditation, and it's my area of weakness. So obviously the first thing I did was figure out how to get in contact with you because I needed to bring you on the show. I'm, I'm pumped to talk about all things mentality. Let's do it. Yeah, that's uh, that's the biggie, right? Well, yeah, for individuals like myself, highly stimulated, ADHD, definitely need more time and energy invested into the mental side of the game. But before we get started, I, I you know, I like to see what my guests are juiced about. Like, what's really pumping your juices right now in your life? Well, you know, it's funny. I was I was thinking about this. Like, there's so many things, and I like to start my day just really tapping into gratitude, just as a way to get me prepped and ready for the day. Um, but I thought a little bit more deeply about it, and there's always those micro things. But on a more global level, I'm really, really pumped about the support in my life. And I was thinking about this because I did a workshop over the weekend, and my dad. <laughs> showed up in his I love Bali shirt and he drove, you know, over an hour to be there. And I was just thinking that, you know, he didn't have to do that. And there's so many people in my life like that who make the extra effort to be supportive, whether it's calling me out on my BS, coaching me, um, showing up to things that I do. And it's just, I feel really, really lucky for that. I think relationships are everything. So, Well, tell me this, is that a byproduct of the mindfulness and the gratitude that you're giving to the universe and the, kind of the feedback loop that it's given back to you? Or has have these people always been in your life since you were young? I think it's a mix. I think I think that it's just the priority for me in my life has always been my relationships. And whatever you put into something, you're going to see the rewards from that. You're going to reap that. And I pay attention to my relationships, you know, when it comes to priorities in my life. That, to me, is the most important thing. That's what creates the wealth in my life. And I get that back. 
Yeah, you're always energizing yourself from the vibratory energy that you get from other people, right? So it's always very important to put your energy into things that are your priority because nine times out of 10, it's going to come back to fuel you uh, in other aspects of your life. So let, let's get started. Let's get into right. the show, okay? Let's do Tell it. me why mindfulness, why meditation? So I think me, like most people, um, have... I I have just a lot of stuff going on in my mind. And ever since I was little, I was kind of an anxious little kid, which was interesting because I was really an overachiever. I was good at everything that I did. I kind of came out just learning and ready to go. And I was gifted in a lot of things that I did. But since I can remember, I struggled with being very hard on myself. I struggled with perfectionism. I struggled with feeling like even though I did all these awesome things and people praised me and were so impressed with just certain natural abilities I have. I mean, I don't want to sound egotistical, but you know, from the time I was little, I was very good in music and sports and academics. But yet inside, I always struggled and felt like I wasn't enough. And that was something that I really carried with me, you know, through high school overachieving, through, you know, getting into Princeton and, and surviving that experience and going to grad school and doing all these things. But there was always this low level of like anxiety underneath. And I even rejected meditation and mindfulness for a long time because I just thought it was boring. And I also thought it was something that wouldn't be supportive for me. I just felt like I was kind of a lost cause when it came to my mind. And so when it finally clicked into place for me, it really became that secret sauce, that missing link for me personally to move forward and to grow and to move through my fears and to also just surrender and trust that life unfolds and that everything is going to be okay. So it really stemmed from my own struggles, which I think is how a lot of us get into these sorts of fields is we want to fix ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know? And so for me, it was, it was really about just an ongoing evolution and process of healing for myself and realizing that the answers were within me and are continue to be within me. If I do the work. Yeah. Now this is a delicious topic. So there's a lot of goodness in what you just mentioned, right? So there's a lot of areas that I could go, but I want to start with this. There are a lot of people like you and I who are hard on themselves, uber driven and ambitious and competitive, right? And I'm mm -hmm. hyper competitive. I'm realizing now as I reflect back on my career, a large amount, probably 99% of my performance anxiety came from the fact that I was a perfectionist and I wanted, I was competing with everyone all the time, but on a bigger scale, I was competing with the affection and the love of the people in the stands. I wanted them to think I was a good player. So I didn't want to make mistakes. And because I was focusing on not making mistakes, what, what do you think I did? Right? So, yep. so meditation and, and mindfulness is very important now, but let's get into that bigger topic. What was it that made you decide, okay, I want to start working on slowing and pausing and being more mindful? So I, it actually was a, the larger act of, of sort of pausing my life and taking some time out that created the realization that I needed a series of those like throughout my life. Um, you know, I took 
um, a few years ago, I took a month out of my life and I went to Bali. And I went to Bali on the heels of my mother's passing and just needing a break and realizing that I was stressed, I was in my head, I was just not where I wanted to be. And I'm sure we'll get, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it was actually taking that very large break from the the pressure and the stress and the chaos of my daily life that really sealed in for me that I needed a lot. I needed to really attend to that more on a daily basis. And even more than the actions on a daily basis, it was really attending to my mind and learning to, to understand where I was um, torturing myself really <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and so we think like for many of us, you know, it's like retreats and vacations and I'm going to just take the space, but it's actually learning to pause on a micro level, like throughout your day. That's really important. And that pausing with the meditation and mindfulness, I mean, you're doing it in a very active way <laughs> by just sitting. Um, <laughs> but you learn to see those spaces in between your thoughts where you're like, okay, this is who I am. This is how I am. It's like, well, that's not who you are and how you how you are. That's just the thought you're having. So it's it's like the micro understanding and micro pausing that starts to get you results. And um, I'll stop there for a moment. (laughs) So, so good. There's so many different ways. I'm trying to think in my mind and pause in my mind and think, okay, which direction do I want to go with here? Here's where I'll start. Okay. Explain, explain to me pausing. What does that mean to you? Okay. So pausing to me is basically getting out of your way. It's, It's getting out of your own way. It's we go through our lives, we're completely fused with our way of thinking. And you can see this in so many ways. Um, But I'll start with, let's just look at the earliest way of needing to pause. When we were kids, we would, something would happen, we'd react, and we'd immediately be in a tantrum. And what did our parents do? They had us take a time out. They helped us calm down. They helped us pause. But as adults, we don't really do that. We're just going through our life. We wake up in the morning, we go to our corporate job, you know, we do our work, we think a certain way, you know, our relationships trigger us a certain way. And we don't take the time to kind of understand what has led us to this moment, like who we who we are and how we became this. Because it's a product of our thinking. It's a product of our, you know, the more you think a thought, the more it becomes a belief system. And then that belief system creates your experience of your life, who you believe yourself to be. And so with, with pausing, it basically is taking a breath and it's learning to observe the thoughts of who you are. And this is something that that's more of a, of a more involved way of looking at it, but in a very simple way, it's like taking a time out as a child. It's just saying, okay, where am I at right in this moment? Is this what I want? Is this helpful to me? And then moving forward. Okay. So for the listeners and even for myself, really, if we've got thoughts that come up and we do not like having them and we're afraid of those thoughts, so we don't like those thoughts, but because we don't like them and we're trying to keep them out, they keep coming in. Mm-hmm. How do you stop that? cyclical process um, when you're pausing? Is it just clearing your mind altogether? Uh, Because you mentioned that the thoughts then become the belief systems and then the belief system becomes your environment, right? Your reality. Mm -hmm. So how do you stop that process if those thoughts are not the ones that you want to focus on? 
Well, I think that's a good question. And it comes back to what you're saying. You know, it's like the more you try to not think something, the more it happens and the more you think it. Um, and there's a difference, I, I think, between things that are just automatic, your core beliefs that, you know, need to be dissected and picked through, and then just having thoughts that you don't want. So when you're meditating or when you learn to these mindful practices or you learn to sit quietly with yourself, what you're actually doing, and most people are, con- are confused by this or have a misunderstanding about this, you're not trying to have no thoughts. And you're not even trying necessarily to change the thoughts that are coming, but you become aware of them. You actually open to them and you see them almost like clouds passing through the sky. So I'm sitting here meditating and I'm breathing and there's a thought that comes in that's like, you know, oh, you're, um, you know, you live alone with your cat. <laughs> like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> For example, Not that that's me. Okay, maybe it's me. Um, But so you have the thought and and in normal day to day life, right, these thoughts, they they hamstring us, they they seduce us, they pull us in and then we feel bad. And so when you're learning to be mindful and you're learning to meditate, you notice that that thought's there and you see it and you become aware of it, but without identifying with it. So you actually learn to be with the things that arise in your space without attaching to it. And so, you know, it's this idea of, in a sense, non-attachment. And the more you can observe the things that are happening and see them happening without latching onto them, the better access you have to then say, this is not helpful to me at this moment in your off the cushion life, you know, when you actually go out into the world and you say, okay, like I see right now that I'm going down this, this path and this is not helpful to me right now. So what else can I create in its place? It's not rejecting the thoughts that you have because you can't really control, you know, like thoughts come in, impulses come. <laughs> and it's very difficult to say, I'm never going to have this thought again. But there's a big difference between, you know, rejecting it and saying, okay, this is here. I recognize you. I see you. I've seen this before. And this is not helpful to me. So what about for the individuals who get caught in that downward spiral and they're now thinking about the thought and it's bringing over other thoughts and then there's the emotional reaction where you begin to get anxious and you're scared and Mm -hmm. that process happens, right? What are good ways that you have to redirect yourself out of that? Well, I think this is where training yourself through a regular meditation practice is helpful um, because the more you can learn to breathe in those moments and to come back to the present moment, because what that is, is you're getting ahead of yourself, right? Like the fear is that anxiety about the future. It's a lot of thoughts about what's coming. So for many people, even just the simple act of slowing down for a minute or two and taking some breaths and focusing specifically on the exhale, because what happens when your fear is activated is that 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 sympathetic nervous system, that fight, flight, or freeze is, is activated, right? And so you either want to lash out or you get paralyzed or you can't make a step forward. And so what we need to learn to do is to um, activate the parasympathetic, which is going to calm you down. And so in that moment where you feel like emotions are running high and you're super stressed out, like this is when this is the value of actual physical pausing of just stopping taking a you know a deep breath inhale and something that's valuable for people is that you take an inhale through your nose and then you exhale double the length of the inhale so you really focus on the exhale and that's a beginning point of just starting to calm your nervous system down because it's very very difficult to think clearly and it's very easy to get into that negative feedback loop when you're in activated in that way. So, I mean, that's the first thing that I would say is that the breathing is so important. People really 
really underestimate the value of breathing. And then the second thing that I would say is, and I know that people talk about this all the time, and I think a lot of people roll their eyes at it, but there's something so valuable about shifting into gratitude. There's some, because we're wired for the fear and we're wired for the negativity and we're wired to look for all the, the negative spaces, right? Instead of being able to acknowledge and see the strengths that we have, what's available in this moment, maybe some little step that we can take that will connect to our goodness, to the goodness of the situation. And so it's, it's kind of one of those things that people are like, oh, that's some woo-woo thing. But we're rewiring our brain, right? We're like, we're trying to shift the way that our brain wants to go down that path onto another path. But it takes practice, you know? I mean, a lot of people, I think a lot of people want this really quick fix. Let me just, you know, I'm going to just so do this So you mean I thing. can't download meditation straight to my phone and then access it immediately? Come on, Jessica. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, there are apps for meditation, actually. Well, what <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What I love, and this is a a great segue that you've created, um, is you've actually created a space for this. You've learned how, or created a company around making meditation practical. And for you guys, your listeners who have obviously heard how great she is and how knowledgeable she is on the topic, she has own lab and. This is a huge practical application to meditation. Will you give the listeners an idea for what you're doing there at OMLAB? Sure. So OMLAB, the concept's really about accessible happiness. It's about incorporating practices into your life that are actually going to make a difference. And so there's a few things that I do. One is that I lead virtual live meditations right now twice a day. And so people can log in and video conference through meditation. Um, I also have a 28-day course that people can have meditation come into their inbox and have a supportive community around that. Um, And then I also offer coaching because I know that for a lot of people, it's all fine and good to have this stuff told to you. But, you know, the support of living from the present, but also moving towards your goals can be a really challenging thing. So, um, you know, there's lots of different things that I do, but it all comes from the space of through all your imperfections, through the challenges of life, can you live and maximize and have your life be the best that it can be despite all the challenges that we all struggle with as humans? So basically, I can lo- follow you and log into a live meditation session that mm-hmm. you will host, and I'll, I can have access to you as my meditation guide twice a day. Yeah, seven days exactly. A week. Yep, exactly. That's, in- let's- that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest issue for people in when it comes to meditation, I believe, is accountability and having, having someone there guiding you through can be really helpful. Especially when it's so easy when we get started. And I deal with this on a constant basis when I'm, when I'm trying to grow within my medita- meditation process is being judgmental on myself, that perfectionist inside of me oh, yeah. wants to be able to do it so quickly. And then because it's not happening so easily, I want to back out and do something different and pivot and shift, right? So totally. um, it would be awesome to be able to get involved with OMLAB and use you to teach me Uh, coach me, mentor me in that space. And I think a lot of my listeners would agree that having someone there, like you said, guide the situation and keep us accountable is a great way to mentor us in this side. Now, let's go a little bit deeper um, in the why behind Ohm Lab. Tell me the moment, the creating space moment in your life, which when you look back is the driver behind the creation of Ohm Lab. 
Yeah. So I, as I mentioned um, before, I, my mom passed a few years ago and that was, as you can imagine, a challenge and a difficult time. Um, and there were some other things going on in my life and I really, I felt like I needed to take some space. And so I decided to take a month to Bali by myself. Um, and up to that point, you know, through grad school, through, through my internships, um, I'm a, a licensed therapist as well. Um, there was a lot of mindfulness stuff that we were taught, but it never really resonated. So when I went to Bali, um, I felt like there was a lot of healing that needed to be done. Um, and I didn't really know what that looked like. And what it turned out that it looked like was being uh, <laughs> meeting up with a local healer there, a Balinese healer, and sitting in a rice field and doing a very simple meditation of just saying my name as the meditation. And that was a moment where, and it's hard to explain, it's hard to explain the power of that place of Bali in general, but it was such a deep connection with understanding that my life was a product of, of how I felt about myself and who I was. And I really deeply connected to who I was. So that was the start of the journey of like, oh, this is not this big mystical, magical thing. I can just sit and breathe and connect to myself and start to find some peace in my life and some healing. And so then after, you know, a few years of regular practice and being really into meditation and wanting people to see the value in it, what I saw was that a lot of people were talking about it, but nobody was doing it. And so for me, it was just, it came that the, the virtual live meditation piece of it came out of wanting to share it and have people not just talk about this, but actually have a way to have support and have access to it. And that's kind of how I feel about personal development in general. I mean, I, I know, I'm sure you see it all the time too. It's like people love to talk about this stuff, but how do you actually incorporate these things in your life? How do you actually move your life forward and start to make a positive difference for yourself? And that started for me really heavily in Bali um, on the heels of grieving my mom and then has just progressed from there. So in Bali, you uh, created space for a new version of yourself, right? And, and when you came back into Western culture, you were plugged right back into the uh, hmm. hyperstimulation of the United States, <laughs> yeah. right? The social media, phones, access oh, yeah. to information coming from all different directions. Tell me, how you have maintained your practice when everything else is pulling you in different directions. <laughs> yeah, that was a, uh, that was a tough one. And, and I didn't, I actually went back to Bali for another month the following oh, year wow. and um, awesome. both times coming back reentry was not the easiest. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, you know, there's something so beautiful about the simplicity and finding simplicity in your life. And that's very hard to do in, in the push and pull that we have here with social media. So for me, you know, it was, I kind of, I feel like I had momentum coming back from the trips both times, but as happens with workout routines, with meditation, with eating patterns, like, you know, things will start to slip <laughs> as, sure. as time goes on. And, um, you know, part of the beauty of my business is that I have support for myself too, because as I'm meditating with people, I also get a chance to meditate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I really, I make a conscious effort to keep my life as simple as possible. And for me, I mean, for better or for worse, I definitely get hooked into social media. And there have been times that I make it a habit of regularly just cutting off social media for a week. 
um, which isn't the best when you're trying to run a business. But, <laughs> you know, I just I, I recognize and see that for my own mental health, for my own success in my life, I, I, I realize more and more what makes a difference for me. And for me, sitting every day for 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes is a non-negotiable um, at this point in my life. Being out, taking a walk on the beach, non-negotiable, like I have to be out in nature and then regularly cleansing from <laughs> social media, which is not always easy because, you know, there's FOMO and there's these real things that we deal with over here in the West. Guys, I'm, I'm, I hope you're listening to what she's really saying. What she's saying is that meditation has helped me become so self-aware that I realize now what are my priorities and what are my non-negotiables and then I invest in those things because they will reciprocate happiness in my life. They will provide me with energy in my mm -hmm. life. Now, I want to I want to go a little bit deeper. Okay, um, there are a lot of people who have fears associated with making big decisions in their lives, whether that be in an occupation, occupational aspect. It could be in their personal lives. Um, you know, I have fears every day with trying to learn and to scale and grow a business and all of these things. And a lot of people will get to the edge of fear and they'll turn away from it and they'll mm -hmm. not chase their dreams. And you talk about being able to step back to then be able to move forward. Tell me what mm -hmm. that means. How, how can you use what you're talking about to be able to push past that veil or that facade of fear? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say that in case your listeners aren't aware of this, everybody is afraid. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, and I think that that for me, you know, that I always remind myself of that. Like every everybody's doing a good job of adulting and doing all these things, but as a therapist, as a coach, as someone who facilitates meditation, like everybody is afraid. And so, first of all, realizing that you're not unique in that that's a normal part of the human condition. And so then it's like, well, how do I, how do I move through that fear? And fear is something that for me for many years and still every, I mean, every day there's things that I'm bumping up against that are frightening to me. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I've got enough tools now not to be in a fetal position in the corner, but I have been there. I had definitely have been there. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be there again. Um, so what I want to say is that it's, first of all, like, finding support that works for you and not just, um, you know, support like you were just talking about of knowing yourself, but having external support, having somebody who can help you figure out what's in the way. Um, but also, you know, real recognizing your own traps, you know, what is, what are the specific fears to you? You know, what gets in the way and then taking little steps in the direction that you want to go because people want to do these massive overhauls. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, okay, I'm fixed. And like, I have no problems now, but part of mindfulness is recognizing the conversations that you have, being able to distinguish between what's real and what's not, and then starting to make inroads into, um, into towards your goals and towards your vision. So, you know, n recognizing that you're not alone, <laughs> recognizing the conversations that you have, and then starting to take small actionable steps through the fear. Because every time you have a win against your fear, you're building that muscle, you're building that strength and realizing that some of it is just smoke and mirrors. You know, it's not real. There's a great quote. It says, we over 
underestimate what we can do in one year and completely underestimate what we can do in 10, right? So if we just break those things down into very small steps, slowly but surely we'll gain that momentum and then we will soon see fear as just an opportunity or an untapped energy source, um, just an ability to continue to chase something and, and, and remove it, remove the block. Jessica, tell me this. There's been major things that have happened in your life and you've always pushed beyond it. When you reflect back and look at the things that happened to you in your life, the circumstances, good, bad, or indifferent, maybe some of the hard ones, you've done a lot of self-reflection. What do you take or what have you taken from those moments that are really the values by which you push through life now? The biggest one for me is really that recognition that everything changes, that nothing is permanent. And through through pain, through healing, through the good things, through the bad things, like this is how life is. It's a series of ups and downs. It's a series of challenges, trials and tribulations, but nothing's permanent. And for me, I'm able now to move through the challenging times, get the support that I need and recognize that there's so much there's so much goodness there's so much in life that's available to you but expecting to be happy all the time expecting for things to be perfect all the time creates a lot of pain and so it's been a huge thing for me to just acknowledge and surrender and accept that life comes with ups and downs and that's the beauty of it you know that's the beauty of this journey that we're all on um and you know the other thing is just like to always keep seeking out and to keep healing and to keep, you know, moving in the direction of, of happiness, really of peace and, and ultimately freedom, you know, for me. Jessica, that's so good. Uh, This, there's so much richness in what you're talking about because people need to access their own personal greatness to be able to move forward in their life. And, And like you said, life is a transformational experience. The impermanence aspect of life is really where the beauty lies, right? It continues to mm-hmm. morph and, and change and, and grow and expand. Um, as we round out the show, Jessica, there's there's so much that you have to say and there's so much <laughs> that you can do and coach and so much difference that you can make in individuals' lives. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. If you had a room and that room was full of stressed out entrepreneurs high-level CEOs, individuals who were in the middle of their fears trying to make a change in their life, but they were scared to do it, and young people just starting their, their lives. What would you, if you, if you had one, one or two things to say that they could take away from you in that moment in that classroom, what would it be that you would say to them? What I would say is, well, I would, I would ask them a few questions and it would start with what's really important to you. I think that that is an incredibly important question for people to, to get clear on. What's really important to you? When you get to the end of your life, what is the most important thing to you? How did you want to feel? Was it, you know, was it peace or freedom or joy? And to work backwards from that. Um, people get very myopic in their views, you know, very, very narrow-minded in how they can be happy in their lives. But if they expand it and look at like, what is it that when I pull back and look at my life, 
how do I want to feel? What do I want the experience to be? What's the most important thing? And it's a big question, um, but it's a very simple question. And when you start to do that, you can look and see what are the gaps? How am I not taking care of myself in a way that creates that life for myself? So first you create that macro vision, that light at the end of the tunnel, and then you finally break it down to the small actionable steps that you were talking about and breaking through the fear, one little fear after the other. Exactly. Yep. So moving forward, I want to be more involved in in your practice. And, <laughs> and I know my listeners probably do too. Tell me how I can access your methodologies, access your sessions, and how can I continue to connect with you moving forward? Cool. Yeah. Well, the easiest way is to go to my website, theomlab.com. Um, there's a lot of information there about the different things that I'm doing right now. And um, I connect with people too. If you're interested in coaching or wondering what coaching is, or if that's something that would be valuable for you, I do free consults and you can sign up at the website uh, to talk to me. Um, so it's, it's connect through social media, all on the website. I'd love to hear from you. Jessica, you have created an incredible space for yourself. You're making a large impact in society. And I have a feeling at some point we're going to bring you into Charlotte and, and let you connect to the community here. I think you have a lot to do in influencing individuals' lives. And I love, I love what you're about. So keep going, keep pushing and keep pursuing the best version of yourself. I, I already know you'll do that. Thanks, Wes. Looking forward to seeing Charlotte. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and take care of California for me. At some point, I got to get back out there. I'm super jealous. Yeah, you got to come. Weather's perfect. <laughs> All right, Jessica. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Wes. Jessica Improta, ladies and gentlemen, what a story. And I don't know about you, but I definitely need to pause more often in my life. I put the pedal to the metal and I push for more all of the time. And there has to be a balance. And I need to focus more on balancing. So in doing that, I have forced myself, well, not really forced myself, I have challenged myself to meditate every morning before I go to work out. And if you're following me on Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat, you can follow me there at, at Wesley T. Knight. You can see that every morning I'm a man, a, a creature of habit. I'm getting up, I'm working out. But before that time, Jessica has helped me find an importance to pause. Just take a second. Right now it's 10 minutes before I go to work out to get my mindset in the right space to frame what I want for the day and then push forward with an intention and with a little bit less of a monkey mind. So I hope that this conversation can help stimulate you to challenge yourself to grow a little bit further in your personal development. So as always, make sure you reach out to me, hit me on social media at Wesley T. Knight. Make sure you're letting me know what you think about the episodes. Reach out to Jessica Ambrota. Make sure you let her know how much you appreciated her story. Jessica is excellent on social media, and I know that what she's doing with her online courses at Ohm Lab is readily accessible. So make sure you jump over to her website and sign up for any of those courses so she can help you get your checks balanced with your meditation and mindfulness. Guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Mindset Monday, just around the corner. We'll see you guys soon.